1: Tonight, we'll read the next part to Winnie the Pooh, a children's story written by A.A. A. Milne and published in 1926. This collection of short stories features an anthropomorphic teddy bear, Winnie the Pooh, along with his friends Christopher Robin, Piglet, Eeyore, Owl, Rabbit, Kanga, and Roo. In the previous episode, we read the second half of Chapter 7, in which Kenga and Rue came to the forest and Piglet had a bath. Then we started Chapter 8, in which Christopher Robin plans to lead an expotition to the North Pole. Let's get cozy. While they were already at the top of the forest, and the expedition started. First came Christopher Robin and Rabbit, then Piglet and Pooh, then Kanga with Rue in her pocket, and Owl, then Eeyore, and, at the end, in a long line, All Rabbits, friends, and relations. I didn't ask them, explained Rabbit carelessly. They just came. They always do. They can march at the end, after Eeyore. What I say, said Eeyore, is that it's unsettling. I didn't want to come on this exp. What Pooh said- I only came to oblige, but here I am, and if I am the end of the expo—what we're talking about, then let me be the end. But if, every time I want to sit down for a little rest, I have to brush away half a dozen of Rabbit's smaller friends and relations first— Then this isn't an expo, whatever it is, at all. It's simply a confused noise. That's what I say. I see what you mean, Eeyore, said Owl. If you ask me... I'm not asking anybody, said Eeyore. I'm just telling everybody... We can look for the North Pole, or we can play Here We Go Gathering Nuts in May with the end part of an ant's nest. It's all the same to me. There was a shout from the top of the line. Come on, called Christopher Robin. Come on, called Piglet. Come on called Pooh. Come on, called Owl. We're starting, said Rabbit. I must go. And he hurried off to the front of the expotition with Christopher Robin. All right, said Eeyore. We're going. Only don't blame me. So off they all went to discover the pole. And as they walked, they chattered to each other of this and that, all except Pooh, who was making up a song. This is the first verse, he said to Piglet when he was ready with it. First verse of what? My song. What song? This one. Which one? Well, if you listen, Piglet, you'll hear it. How do you know I'm not listening? Pooh couldn't answer that one, so he began to sing. They all went off to discover the pole, Owl and Piglet and Rabbit and All. It's a thing you discover, as I've been told, By Owl and Piglet and Rabbit and All. Eeyore, Christopher Robin, and Pooh, and Rabbit's relations all went too. And where the pole was none of them knew. Sing hey, for owl and rabbit and all. Hush, said Christopher Robin, turning round to Pooh. We're just coming to a dangerous place. Hush, said Pooh, turning round quickly to Piglet. Hush, said Piglet to Kanga. Hush, said Kanga to Owl, while Roo said hush several times to himself very quietly. Hush, said Owl to Eeyore. Hush, said Eeyore in a terrible voice to all rabbits, friends, and relations. And hush, they said hastily to each other all down the line, until it got to the last one of all. And the last and smallest friend in relation was so upset to find that the whole expedition was saying hush to him, that he buried himself head downwards in a crack in the ground and stayed there for two days until the danger was over, and then went home in a great hurry and lived quietly with his aunt ever afterwards. His name was Alexander Beetle. They had come to a stream, which twisted and tumbled between high rocky banks, and Christopher Robin saw at once how dangerous it was, It's just the place, he explained, for an ambush. What sort of bush? whispered Pooh to Piglet. A gorse bush? My dear Pooh, said Owl in his superior way. Don't you know what an ambush is? Owl, said Piglet, Looking round at him severely, Pooh's whisper was a perfectly private whisper, and there was no need. An ambush, said Owl, is a sort of surprise. So is a gorse bush sometimes, said Pooh. An ambush, as I was about to explain to Pooh, said Piglet, is a sort of surprise. If people jump out at you suddenly, that's an ambush, said Owl. It's an ambush, Pooh, when people jump out at you suddenly, explained Piglet. Pooh, who now knew what an ambush was, said that a gorse bush had sprung at him suddenly one day when he fell off a tree and he had taken six days to get all the prickles out of himself. "'We are not talking about gorse bushes,' said Owl, a little crossly. "'I am,' said Pooh. "'They were climbing very cautiously up the stream now, "'going from rock to rock, "'and after they had gone a little way,' they came to a place where the banks widened out at each side so that on each side of the water there was a level strip of grass on which they could sit down and rest. As soon as they saw this, Christopher Robin called, Halt! And they all sat down and rested. I think said Christopher Robin, that we ought to eat all our provisions now so that we shan't have so much to carry. Eat all our what? said Pooh. All that we've brought, said Piglet, getting to work. That's a good idea, said Pooh, and he got to work too. Have you all got something? Something? asked Christopher Robin, with his mouth full. All except me, said Eeyore. As usual. He looked round at them in his melancholy way. I suppose none of you are sitting on a thistle by any chance. I believe I am, said Pooh. How? He got up and looked behind him. Yes, I was. I thought so. Thank you, Pooh, if you've quite finished with it. He moved across to Pooh's place and began to eat. It don't do them any good, you know, sitting on them, he went on as he looked up. Munching, takes all the life out of them. Remember that another time, all of you. A little consideration, a little thought for others, makes all the difference. As soon as he had finished his lunch, Christopher Robin whispered to Rabbit, and Rabbit said, Yes, yes, of course. And they walked a little way up the stream together. I don't want the others to hear, said Christopher Robin. Quite so, said Rabbit, looking important. It's, I wondered, it's only, Rabbit, I suppose you don't know. What does the North Pole look like? Well, said Rabbit, stroking his whiskers. Now you're asking me. I did know once, only I've sort of forgotten, said Christopher Robin carelessly. It's a funny thing, said Rabbit, but I've sort of forgotten too, although I did know once. I suppose it's just... A pole stuck in the ground? Sure to be a pole, said Rabbit, because of calling it a pole, and if it's a pole, well, I should think it would be sticking in the ground, shouldn't you? Because there'd be nowhere else to stick it. Yes, that's what I thought. The only thing, said Rabbit, is where is it sticking? That's what we're looking for, said Christopher Robin. They went back to the others. Piglet was lying on his back, sleeping peacefully. Roo was washing his face and paws in the stream, while Kanga explained to everybody proudly that this was the first time he had ever washed his face himself. And Owl was telling Kanga an interesting anecdote full of long words like encyclopedia and rhododendron, to which Kanga wasn't listening. I don't hold with all this washing, grumbled Eeyore. This modern, behind-the-ears nonsense What do you think, Pooh? Well, said Pooh, I think. But we shall never know what Pooh thought. For there came a sudden squeak from Roo, a splash, and a loud cry of alarm from Kanga. So much for washing, said Eeyore. Roo's fallen in cried Rabbit and he and Christopher Robin came rushing down to the rescue. Look at me, I'm swimming, cried Roo from the middle of the pool and was hurried down a waterfall into the next pool. Are you all right, Roo dear, called Kanga anxiously. Yes, said Roo look at me sweet and down he went over the next waterfall into another pool everybody was doing something to help piglet wide awake suddenly was jumping up and down and making ooh i say noises owl was explaining that in a case of sudden and temporary immersion, the important thing was to keep the head above water. Kenga was jumping along the bank, saying, Are you sure you're all right, Roo dear? To which Roo, from whatever pool he was in at the moment, was answering, Look at me swimming. Eeyore had turned round, and hung his tail over the first pool into which Roo fell and with his back to the accident was grumbling quietly to himself and saying all this washing but catch on to my tail little Roo and you'll be all right and Christopher Robin and Rabbit came hurrying past Eeyore and were calling out to the others in front of them. All right, Roo, I'm coming, called Christopher Robin. Get something across the stream lower down, some of you fellows, called Rabbit. But Pooh was getting something. Two pools below Roo. He was standing with a long pole in his paws and Kanga came up and took one end of it and between them they held it across the lower part of the pool and Roo, still bubbling proudly, look at me swimming, drifted up against it and climbed out. Did you see me swimming? squeaked Roo excitedly while Kanga scolded him and rubbed him down. Pooh, did you see me swimming? That's called swimming, what I was doing. Rabbit, did you see what I was doing? Swimming. Hello, Piglet. Hey, I say, Piglet. What do you think I was doing? Swimming. Christopher Robin, did you see me? But Christopher Robin wasn't listening. He was looking at Pooh. Pooh, he said, where did you find that pole? Pooh looked at the pole in his hands. I just found it, he said. I thought it ought to be useful. I just picked it up. Pooh, said Christopher Robin, solemnly. The expedition is over. You have found the North Pole. Oh, said Pooh. Eeyore was sitting with his tail in the water when they all got back to him. Tell Roo to be quick, somebody, he said. My tail's getting cold. I don't want to mention it, but I just mention it don't want to complain, but there it is. My tail's cold. Here I am, squeaked Rue. Oh, there you are. Did you see me swimming? Eor took his tail out of the water and swished it from side to side. As I expected, he said, lost all feeling. "'Numbed it. That's what it's done. "'Numbed it. "'Well, as long as nobody minds, I suppose it's all right.'" "'Poor old Eeyore. I'll dry it for you,' said Christopher Robin, and he took out his handkerchief and rubbed it up. "'Thank you, Christopher Robin,' You're the only one who seems to understand about tales. They don't think. That's what the matter with some of these others. They've no imagination. A tail isn't a tale to them. It's just a little bit extra on the back. Never mind, Dior, said Christopher Robin, rubbing his hardest. Is that better? It's feeling more like a tail, perhaps. It belongs again, if you know what I mean. Hello, Eeyore, said Pooh, coming up to them with his pole. Hello, Pooh. Thank you for asking, but I shall be able to use it again in a day or two. Use what? said Pooh. What I was talking about. I wasn't talking about anything, said Pooh, looking puzzled. My mistake again. I thought you were saying how sorry you were about my tail, being all numb, and could you do anything to help? No, said Pooh. That wasn't me, he said. He thought for a little and then suggested helpfully... Perhaps it was somebody else. Well, thank him for me when you see him. Pooh looked anxiously at Christopher Robin. Pooh's found the North Pole, said Christopher Robin. Isn't that lovely? Pooh looked down modestly. Is that it? said Eeyore. Yes, said Christopher Robin. Is that what we were looking for? Yes, said Pooh. Oh, said Eeyore. Well, anyhow, it didn't rain, he said. They stuck the pole in the ground, and Christopher Robin tied a message on it. North Pole Discovered by Pooh, Pooh found it. Then they all went home again. And I think, but I am not quite sure, that Roo had a hot bath and went straight to bed. But Pooh went back to his own house and, feeling very proud of what he had done, He had a little something to revive himself. Chapter 9 In which Piglet is entirely surrounded by water. It rained and it rained and it rained. Piglet told himself that never in all his life, and he was goodness knows how old, three "'was it, or four? "'Never had he seen so much rain. "'Days and days and days. "'If only,' he thought, "'as he looked out the window. "'I had been in Pooh's house, "'or Christopher Robin's house, "'or Rabbit's house when it began to rain. "'Then I should have company all this time.' Instead of being here all alone, with nothing to do except wonder when it will stop. And he imagined himself with Pooh, saying, Did you ever see such rain, Pooh? And Pooh saying, Isn't it awful, Piglet? And Piglet saying, I wonder how it is over Christopher Robin's way and Pooh saying, I should think poor old rabbit is about flooded out by this time. It would have been jolly to talk like this, and really, it wasn't much good having anything exciting like floods if you couldn't share them with somebody. For it was rather exciting. The little dry ditches, in which Piglet had nosed about so often, had become streams. The little streams across which he had splashed were rivers, and the river, between whose steep banks they had played so happily, had sprawled out of its own bed and was taking up so much room everywhere that Piglet was beginning to wonder whether it would be coming into his bed soon. It's a little anxious, he said to himself, to be a very small animal entirely surrounded by water. Christopher Robin and Pooh could escape by climbing trees, and Kanga could escape by jumping, and Rabbit could escape by burrowing. And Owl could escape by flying. And Eeyore could escape by... by making a loud noise until rescued. And here am I, surrounded by water. And I can't do anything. It went on raining. And every day the water got a little higher. Until now, it was nearly up to Piglet's window. And still, he hadn't done anything. There's Pooh, he thought to himself. Pooh hasn't much brain, but he never comes to any harm. He does silly things and they turn out right. There's Owl. Owl hasn't exactly got brain, but he knows things. He would know the right thing to do when surrounded by water. There's Rabbit. He hasn't learnt in books, but he can always think of a clever plan. There's Kanga. She isn't clever. Kanga isn't. But she would be so anxious about Rue that she would do a good thing to do without thinking about it. And then there's Eeyore. And Eeyore is so miserable anyhow that he wouldn't mind about this but I wonder what Christopher Robin would do. Then suddenly he remembered a story which Christopher Robin had told him about a man on a desert island who had written something in a bottle and thrown it in the sea. And Piglet thought that if he wrote something in a bottle and threw it in the water... Perhaps somebody would come and rescue him. He left the window and began to search his house, all of it that wasn't underwater. And at last he found a pencil and a small piece of dry paper and a bottle with a cork to it. And he wrote on one side of the paper, Help! Piglet! Me! Me! and on the other side, it's me, Piglet, help, help. Then he put the paper in the bottle, and he corked the bottle up as tightly as he could, and he leant out of his window as far as he could lean without falling in, and he threw the bottle as far as he could throw, splash, and in a little while, It bobbed up again on the water and he watched it floating slowly away in the distance until his eyes ached with looking and sometimes he thought it was the bottle and sometimes he thought it was just a ripple on the water which he was following And then suddenly, he knew that he would never see it again, and that he had done all that he could do
0: to save himself.